Hey guys, welcome to the very first episode of Therapy, The Roundtable. The setup for today is going to be based around marketing and the evolution of marketing. I am Jenny May, and my two sidekicks, Stacey Brooks and Bailey Pyrrhic, share some informal but very useful insight on what has changed in the marketing world from a small business standpoint. We are a gaggle of hairdressers who come from very different generations in the marketing industry. Bear with us, as this is our first go-around at the whole podcast thing. We know our audio is terrible, and we may repeat words and phrases quite a bit. All things we will be perfecting over time. But nonetheless, we think we have some valuable information everyone in our industry can use. So take a listen and let us know what you think. Thanks so much. All right. Welcome to episode one of Herapy, the round table, where in fact, we're not sitting at a round table. We're sitting at a very large rectangular table, but I have here with me, um, two of my very good friends. My name is Jenny May and we are all hairdressers. I have Stacy Brooks. Hey. And then I have Bailey Pyrrhic. Hello. And the mission of this whole podcast is going to be for everyone, um, particularly pertaining to the beauty industry and what revolves around the beauty industry, um, cracking myths for you, different insights. So first, before we dive into today's episode, I want to kind of get everybody's background so that you kind of know what we're, where we're coming from and what we're all about. Um, me, Jenny May. I have been a hairdresser for 15 years. I was on a different path before I hit the hair industry. I was going to be an elementary school teacher, going to school for two years, and I decided that, well, I had this epiphany actually, like waking up one day going, oh shit, I one day hope to have children, and then I'm going to work with children, and then I'm going to have to come home to children. So I was kind of looking at my future like, do I want to always be around small children? Although I love kids, but wasn't for me. So being somebody who always liked to tool around with hair and different things, I kind of started looking into the industry and found that it was my calling and I'm really happy that I did. So here I am now, 15 years later, working behind the chair to serve adults and not children. <laughs> How about you, Stace? My story is not totally different. It's kind of similar where I, I fell into this, but it's something I'm still so passionate about. It's cool to fall into something you're passionate about. But I was in high school, I was in like the nerd crowd. We were very, you know, we loved to study. We loved to get A's. And then I went to, I followed my sister's footsteps, went to college, which is what, you know, I thought you were supposed to do. And I... I liked it okay, but it wasn't, I didn't know what I, my major was going to be. I was undecided. A girlfriend of mine. A lot of people. Don't they say like on yeah. average you change your mind like six times or I, something like that before you right. know your path? <laughs> my girlfriend said, Stacey, I think you'd be a great hairstylist. And I thought, you think so? And 
she said, yeah, cut my hair when we get back to the dorms. And I said, okay. <laughs> Great <laughs> idea. One way to dive into it. <laughs> I watched a YouTube video, went to Sally's, bought a pair of like really cheap shears that weren't even, they were $10 probably. <laughs> <laughs> and I cut her hair. And at the time, I thought it was amazing. I was like, what Heather Green says, ignorance on fire. Like I oh. thought, oh my gosh, this is beautiful. You look so great. <laughs> we did and it. And that <laughs> wonderful, supportive friend wore her hair in a ponytail for the rest of the like, for months. Um, but yeah, and then... So I started cosmetology school that I enrolled, and at the point, even when I started, I still thought, like, I liked art, and I liked math, and I thought, how could I combine those two? And I was actually on a path to, like, go into architecture, and, and I thought this would be, like, a way to save up for that, but then I started cosmetology school, and I just fell in love with it. Well, I just there enjoyed is a lot so of much. math, yeah. or, like, geometry. There's a lot of science. There's a lot of science and stuff behind everything we do, especially in the color so part, and then geometry and the design part of things. Very cool. How about you, Bailey? Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. She's, uh, our, she's our youngin. She's our newbie <laughs> to the industry. I'm a newbie here. Yeah, it's, it's really cool going into this, because, I mean, just like them, I started college, no major wasn't loving it and just no no path whatsoever and someone told me hey start cos school with me and I was like well okay I really like makeup that's that's really cool so I thought I'd be doing that something pertaining to makeup and it's funny how I just fell in love with um hair in general when I kind of wanted nothing to do with it um so yeah, that was pretty cool. Just learning, like I, I don't even want to do makeup now. That's the thing. Oh, that is funny. <laughs> That's the funny thing. Let me ask you guys something. How did your parents react when you guys all said you were going to cosmetology or wanted to go to cosmetology school? Um, you better stick with it. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> that was that was my answer. <laughs> my parents were supportive. I think they were surprised, but they were supportive. But I had a lot of um, comments from like friends from high school, or not even necessarily friends, just people from high school, when they learned that I was um, going to cosmetology school, this one kid, I remember, looked right at me and said, I thought you were smart, and I was so offended, I thought, and I, I to this day, I want to find that guy and be like, look at me now, <laughs> like, yeah. I am smart, and I'm a badass cosmetology yeah. girl, you know, so. Um, yeah. It's funny, because I think there is this stigma around our industry being even trade school in yeah, general. Yeah, trade school in general that you cannot be successful or that you are not going to be successful. Well, I'm here to tell you mm-hmm. <laughs> that I think that is such a falsity because part of when I when I approached cosmetology school, I came from a family that was very much you go to college, um, we want you to be a part of society in the ways uh, that are more conventional, where mm-hmm. you get a 401k matched by a corporation, you get your paid vacations, you get all this stuff. And so I knew, which is funny because my dad actually owned his own business for many, many years. And so I think for him, he wanted something different for me because it does take a lot of work. And he thought it was going to be an easier path for me to end up in working a government job or such, exactly. you know? Yeah, my parents never went to college. My mom did, but she didn't finish. And yeah. it's a lot easier for that generation to work in this society yeah, um, and make a decent wage. As for us, um, the newer generation, we can't do anything without going to college, without 
Oh yeah, first school. and there is no four year college anymore. It's six years and you're in debt till you're eighty. At the least. You know, but for me I knew going into telling my parents, I literally put together a um spreadsheet of doing <laughs> oh, research yeah. because my dad yeah. has he, he although he didn't end up being an engineer, he has engineer brain, I call it. And I knew I needed to tell him that, you know, you still can be successful. I know I'm going to have to work harder, smarter, you know, I'm, I know I'm not going to have, you know, six weeks vacation if I don't want, if, you know, paid, you know, after 10, 15 years, but you can still be successful. So I think it is funny how, you know, the persona around our industry or just beauty industry in general, mm-hmm. how that has become, but needless to say, we're here to talk about other things, but thank you for sharing your stuff. But yeah. the point of us giving you our backgrounds was kind of to tell you that we all come from different points and different generations of this industry, and it's evolving so much over the past even just 10 years that um, our first episode, we really wanted to dive into marketing because that's a huge thing that has changed since the 15 years that I've been behind the chair from when I started to where we're at now. So we wanted to touch on some um, marketing ideas and how the evolution of marketing has come about. So I think we should just dive in. Here we go. Um, I will say for me, being in the industry for quite a while, I had to legitimately drive up and down the street passing out like note note cards and candy baskets to people to get a clientele. And now it seems everything is um, gearing towards the internet, which is an amazing thing. I mean, AIM was still like top notch when I was around, (laughs) you know? But so I guess like, I want to ask you guys, like Stacey, when you started... Mm-hmm. What were some, and this can pertain to anybody, you know, this doesn't necessarily mean mm-hmm. in our industry and I can, any small business owner probably knows this over the years, how they've had to evolve the way they market themselves. So what do you think yeah. for you starting out has worked, didn't work and where you're at now? Um, I think the two biggest things that I used for marketing were cards, of course, and you know, finding um, places of business to pass them out to. But big time, I think more than anything else, was um, asking current clients to like, hey, please give these cards. And like special deal cards, you know, like $20 off a haircut. And then they would get, the client who sent them in would get um, like a kickback as well. So, but really like putting it out there and asking and asking like the current guests, get the word of mouth, you know, I feel like, it's, there's a bit of trust already established when they first come to see you that, you know, their friend saw you and they liked their hair. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, now it's definitely that I think the thing it, now with the way that it's evolved are those things are still very much effective, but you cannot ignore social media. Yeah. That's so much like where this industry is involving towards is Instagram, Facebook. We have to be involved in both of those because there's different generations really plugged into both. Yeah, I agree. And mm-hmm. I do think that there are like the old school mentality of people who have been like say small businesses or people who have been behind the chair for 20 years that have been really resistant to that, mm-hmm. that 
are finding like, oh, hey, there is something to this. Now, Mm -hmm. it took the younger generation to really see the results before they got on board. Yeah. So do you feel like by that, if people could only listen to what's right in front of them, that catching on faster would help them in the long run sooner? I think so. I think if you can find... Because the big thing is your clientele cannot be... Like for the like stylists who've been in the industry for a long time who are not pursuing social media, their clientele is probably an older clientele who it's your clientele should always be a I think a broad range of ages. Mm-hmm. And so if you when you start off can um, tap into all those different age ranges, it's gonna keep you successful longer. Because people move out of state, especially our snowbirds. Oh, I was like, just going to say, yeah. we, we live <laughs> in the Midwest, y'all. <laughs> we just had a and huge polar vortex. Yeah, everybody's trying oh. to get the F out of here. What was the record low? 50 of them. They're oh. out. Well, how low did our temperatures get to? Negative 40 or something 40? we had Gosh, on days? Yeah. Which Lots people of people in, leave Michigan yeah, in the winter. I was going to say, people in Minnesota are probably laughing at us right yeah, now. They, like, really? Wait, that's nothing new. Yeah. But, um... You were saying you were I want to touch on this too. You were saying about like going having to put yourself out there to ask people. Like was that mm-hmm. a really hard thing? You saying that you were like the nerdy girl in high school <laughs> yeah. and you are admittedly Stacy is admittedly an introvert. Big time. You know. So was that <laughs> was that hard for you to it is. Yeah. like put yourself out there? Mhm. But seeing the result, like, what were some tips and stuff that you did just to, what was your motivating, like, drive to do that? My, honestly, it was the Summit Salon program that we use. You have a goal every month to have so many um, new clients come into your chair. And so I just, my make big motivation was to hit that goal. And the coaching that I received from um, stylists in our, in, our industry, in our salon was, you know, they gave me a lot of hot tips, like, um being completely honest with your client. I think in the very beginning, I told my client like, hey, I have a goal this month to have 12 new guests in my chair. And when I, um, your clients really, they love you. They want to help you. Mm-hmm. And it's that is that so much works early on because you still have a lot of time on your books that you're looking to fill. And then yeah. Fran did mention to me um, that like as you get further along and your time is a bit more hard to get into. Be more specific. Yes. Like then you have to find like, okay, I need like, you know, Hey, do you have any friends who are um, available during the daytime? Like you got to kind of be, you have to narrow down what you're trying to fill. Yeah. So like what you're saying is basically the follow the roadmap that's given to you. Absolutely. And if you don't have a roadmap, if you're somebody that's new to the industry and, or doesn't have the access to things that we have, then, I mean, your best friend is Google, right? I mean, mm-hmm. all these things are at your fingertips that you have to have a plan in action or something to go off of that will give you that boost. Something that gives you, yeah, some structure and something to like, something um, something you can like tangibly see to work towards. Uh-huh. And it is scary Even if at it's first. setting it yourself, you exactly. know? Exactly, like, setting I know yourself. you probably have personal goals too, Absolutely. aside from the goals that are given to you by... We're lucky enough to come from a salon where those goals are set for us. You mm-hmm. know, the, there is no ceiling to what we can achieve. Yeah. But what if you don't know your ceiling, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you need those things to set for yourself, yeah. right? In the beginning, we started um, like our, in the system that we have, the level one. Like, you want to have 12 new guests a month. Yeah. So that was, like, the tangible, like, number that I was looking for. And... 
but it is scary. But I think the more you do it, the less scary it becomes. True. With the first guest I talked to about it, I was like so nervous. I thought, well, what are they going to think about me asking? Like, oh, it's not begging, but it feels like that a little bit. Like, you do feel, please yeah. send, send your friends and send your family in. Yeah. And then, and I think the biggest thing to do send too your is, dog is, in. Yes, yeah, I, I can touch a dog's hair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do you want to be blue? <laughs> exactly. I've seen that, like poodles with blue mohawks. Yeah. I think it's so oh, fun. It's lovely. I wonder exactly. where they to get that done, but. Anyhow, they... It's a West Coast thing. Oh, is it? Yeah. I don't know. I've seen... I saw it at festivals. I was just going to say, I saw a poodle that, like, became famous in our area because every, it went everywhere yeah. with this lady, and it did had, like, spot, cheetah <laughs> spots the, on oh, it. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> your, your dog's like, hair should never look better than your hair. True. <laughs> true story. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, moving on from that, I guess mm-hmm. we had our our... Epiphany with old school way of stuff too, mm-hmm. and then like you said, it's super important to not fall be- behind the times, but still embrace what's happening now. Mm-hmm. So now I want to kind of shift over to Bailey and ask you, being somebody who's new to the industry and like marketing yourself, because I know. So all three backstory, little side <laughs> note here. Sorry, um, all three of us work together. So Stacy and I our mentors at the salon that we work at and we work doing a program that when somebody comes out of cosmetology school, they um, have the pleasure and of working with us to mentor them into hopefully becoming a successful hairdresser beyond even what we are, you know, that's my whole setup. Um, so Bailey being new to the industry, um, she is very much of that generation of, of internet and marketing yourself through social media, which is huge, but we've had some epiphanies along the way in doing that. Um, can you kind of touch on like what has worked with you with today's way of marketing yourself and what you've kind of realized that you might need to, um, take a look at the whole picture of things, like even some of the old school ways. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I don't live in this area, so being able to go on social media and pinpoint like the tags and the areas and follow everyone in this area to see if I can, you know, grab someone on my page or even like comment on their things, just... That's huge. Um, yeah, trying to like reach out because sometimes on social social media it's very hard because it's not face to face. Some people are like um, scared to like contact you. Like, oh, that might be weird to like contact and ask like if I can get an appointment with her. And then you have the weirdos that have no problem contacting you too. Yeah. Or you're like, wait a minute, what are you doing? This no. is not what I did this for. Yeah. <laughs> Those are usually, they're not asking much. Like, yeah, no, Jerry from New Mexico. Yeah, that's exactly what we're talking about. Oh my about. gosh. There, oh, yeah, that's, that's the issue there. So the old-fashioned way is really, really still important. It's not something you should throw out just because that face-to-face with someone and connecting with someone is not something you could get through the phone. Um, True. And yeah, that's, that's huge. But I think like, you're right when you touch on like the social media and like being able to, um, pinpoint areas is huge. And I know that's been like an ever developing thing too. That's been great on Instagram and stuff that you can tag different places and viewers can see it. So it can be more specific to what 
your needs are or like mm-hmm. your area. Like you said, you're not from here. Or well, you're from here, but you're not like, from the specific area yeah. to where you need to grow a clientele. So that is huge because we are still in an industry where everything, like including like Amazon, everything can be done from a screen. Our industry, you cannot. Small business, a lot of small businesses, you still cannot. It, you want them to come into your establishment, create a relationship with them. That's also the beauty of our industry. But we do still need to be able to reach them in ways other than just doing an event, you know, in, yeah. you know, in the summertime or something and them seeing us once and thinking they are going to make a connection with us, you know? Mm-hmm. So the fact that social media has done that, but that's a learning curve in itself. Like I know for you even like, it's kind of like a second job, you yeah, know, like a it's a lot of yeah. work. It, it is really a lot is. of work, mm-hmm. you know, like, so I think what we're all trying to get better at here is almost setting ourselves up for success without making it feel like a second job. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, so, you know, like the pinpointing the areas and things and learning to, um, connect with people on a different level, whether it be in person still. Cause like you said, I do think there is something to be said about still being face to face with somebody. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I want to share something that I yeah. learned from Bailey and Bailey, oh, cool. I think, you, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, I think you maybe got this from Michael Cole. So shout out to him, but you told yeah. me about something that you listened to that in this industry, social media in the future is going to be as important as a credit score. And that oh just totally blew me away. And I thought that is crazy. You know what we are, it's a visual thing that we do and to have a visual portfolio online that gives like now you have a now we have credentials. Yeah. And as much as you like as much as the old way is so important because you need that connection, they also wanna like so you make that connection, those people you're making a connection with are gonna now follow you on Instagram and want to see your portfolio maybe before they come to see you. Yes. You know? Oh my so god. So they kind of marry together. Yeah. Can you repeat that like that phrase again? Because I do think that is so <laughs> important. You're it's, so it's right. powerful, man. It's yeah. so important. It is as important as your credit score because it's a visual um, portfolio online that anyone yeah, has a lot access of times to when you get a job too nowadays yeah. especially in our industry we'll have like a Facebook page where we contact each other yeah. or you'll need it for like marketing their business or whatever you know oh yeah. my god that's but, huge and as, as much as like the connection with the like face-to-face that's the thing too with um what I'm struggling with with social media is that I need to engage more like when someone comments like comment back like there's still a connection to be made through social media oh, as they well. do say that mm-hmm. that is a huge mm-hmm. thing and all and how the... quick you do it too yes exactly that's what so yeah. they're saying like in all the podcasts because this is the whole reason we're starting a podcast is because we all have become podcasts have helped me a lot uh personally and developmentally in the past year just Every avenue. It's kind of like Google now. Like that's the thing is like if if you have an issue, you could podcast it. And although some of the things may be personal opinions of people, but they are also statistics out there too. Like when it comes to your social media stuff, like engaging mm-hmm. is a huge thing. You have and to. That's set the big a- difference between like the podcast and Google. Like Google's just text that you're reading. There's no engagement there. You're not connecting with any person. Exactly. Podcast. There's some. There's an actual person talking to you, and there's so much connection in that. Yes, I totally mm-hmm. agree. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then like you said, like 
um, responding to things and responding, Bailey said, like responding to things uh, in a timely manner, you know, those are all, uh, they're like dopamine hits, you know, like Mm -hmm. that's. Oh my gosh. Speaking of like responding to things, when I first started dating um, my boyfriend currently, I remember, and I was never one to like post something on my Instagram page. I'll like, wait to see when I got a like, when I got a like. And I had that phone so close to me because I just posted a cute picture. And I was like, is he going to like it? Is he going to like is it? He and, like and he it? probably oh took 24 hours to finally like that darn picture. Um, I was like, Eric. the moment he did, I was like, oh my gosh. I tell Eric that all the time too. Yeah. And I'm like, you didn't even like my post. <laughs> you know? And it's yeah, so it fair. Yeah, you even, did you, I tagged you in this. You know, so if you think about it, it though, too, mean, like it gets you excited. You yeah, know? yeah, and think about it too, like in the things that we're doing right now, like too, like if you ask people to be involved in that, mm-hmm. what does that do for them too? That's just another level. That's just another uh, kind of point of difference, if you will, like because you can't go to Walgreens and pick up your prescription. They're like, hey, let's take a picture of you, and I'll tag you in it. Yeah, you know, like it's. It's different. You're feeling good in those taking, like you, us engaging with a client afterwards and saying, I am going to brag about you. I'm going to, I'm going to post you on social media and I am going to sit by the computer. They're sitting by their phone waiting mm-hmm. for the comments to come in when you put that in. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a point of difference. So, you know. Now they're a part of it. So back on track to what we were talking about, uh, we were kind of going over like essentially the different marketing types, how they've evolved. Um, we'll touch on, I think we've gone over three or four different ones. Like first, you know, you've had your old school way of getting out, you know, driving up and down the road, passing out every card you could. Second, you have, like you said, begging quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, but more or less like networking with your clients, networking you with the people that you have. And mm-hmm. they do say that like even into segueing into the social media aspect. Like so many people were like, how do I get more followers? How do I do this? Well, why aren't you paying attention or marketing to the people that are your followers first? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so segueing into what is today's form of marketing of social media. Um, I know that, which we don't do a lot of this. And I do think that we do need to kind of start partaking more in this um, email list are a huge thing. We are starting to get a little bit more into that, but you know, pay attention to the people you do have, you yeah. know? So I know it's, it's a big thing it's like with me, especially just thank you notes. Yeah. And, like, it, and it should be a thing just as you go on too, not just starting out in the industry. Yeah. You, I mean, just cause we are, I mean, we're ever grateful. Anybody in a small business knows like, thank you for keeping my lights on. Bonnie and Clyde, like, (laughs) thank you for providing my family with Christmas, Bob and Joe, like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, that is a huge thing, we're not a corporation, and that's kind of the beauty of our industry, is we are not corporate, we are not somebody who sees you as a number, we are still somebody who sees you as a person that will always have a connection with, you know, which is Mm -hmm. huge for our Mm -hmm. industry, so we've gone over those different things, and segueing into our next portion of that is um we kind of want to tie into so we've gone over the different types of which did I touch on three or four did I say three or four (laughs) you said three or four and you touched on three and then you went into the email which is kind of a fourth okay so we'll go with that that'll work (laughs) 
I'm sure there's plenty more too, but like for us being small town, you know, Midwest groupies, you know, cold. that's what, yeah, in the cold, <laughs> this is what, <laughs> this is what pertains to us. And I think it does pertain to the major, the vast majority of small businesses is just paying attention to the evolution of how we market and how we need to pay still what used to work, you know? So, but moving forward from that, we wanted to really touch on, um, how, when you're marketing, a lot of times we look at people specifically and think that, oh, they're not going to be the person that could build a brand for us or help us grow our brand. So we're not really going to pay attention to them. And we think that it is so huge to not discount that. Like Stacy had a great point when we took our break and I want you to kind of share that story. Absolutely. So like typically like when you think about an average ticket, um, like how much someone's spending in the salon, men typically, well, someone might think that, a, you know, some, a man haircut, it's less than a woman's haircut and they don't usually do color. Um, so they're easily discounted and I think that's I think that's wrong because one of my one of my clients um, he came to me, he did a men's haircut. He came to me cuz I was available and he brought me in his wife. His wife came to see me next and then their daughter came to see me and their son came to see me and then um, that same man's client, his sister came to see me, and then his, she brought her whole family, and now the kids, they're bringing in their friends, and the sister and wife, they bring in their friends, so it's a network, every single person, um, and then also, too, like, he comes in every three weeks, like, yeah. maybe his, maybe he's spending less, so he might visit, actually he... be spending, if you look at the broad term, yeah. if you look at your year in retrospect, he may actually be spending the same amount of money as his wife yeah. or his daughter. Or any 12-weeker or 8-weeker. Exactly. Yeah. So it's kind of like that. And like, he needs his eyebrows waxed. So yeah. he's a wonderful guest. He's one of my best guests, my best clients. And it's just so important not to discount you know, someone that you just prejudge someone <laughs> and discount them before. And a lot of them, okay. I noticed for both of you, they're, mm -hmm. they're color clients for you. They're eyebrow tints for you, eyebrow waxes. So that adds on and it, you know, exceeds your average ticket throughout the day. And there's still a three, four weaker client. Exactly. That's it's huge. Mm -hmm. And then we also like when we took our intermission, we're talking about how to kind of touch on that, like how, almost like rebranding yourself along the way or not, I don't want to say rebranding, but like, cause that sounds like you're totally different, but we do, we do change too. So nobody ever stays the same throughout the years. So it's kind of the same thing. Like I, I gave the, all right. So coming back with, um, <laughs> working smarter, not harder, um, tying in all the marketing, because it can be overwhelming. Like it can be, if we're still trying to do old school, uh, middle of the road, and then new working into social media, which we already said, like social media in itself, it could be an entire job. There are yeah. people in the industry that that is all they do. They hire on people to take over their social media. Yeah. Yeah. So how can we as, you know, little people, <laughs> like one man <laughs> yeah. show over here, you know, 
do all of these things, do all of the things without feeling completely overwhelmed or defeated, you know, like, uh, do you guys have any like certain things that you feel could help with that? Like, so like, cause it is so overwhelming finding a way to, um, break it down. Yeah. So what do you think? Like, uh, maybe like, it's kind of like within the next 90 days, set up a 90 day plan of, you know, within the next 90 days, I'm going to either sign up for an event, a local Mm -hmm. event where I can get my name and my brand out there. Um, or, you know, within the next 90 days, I am going to hand out X amount of cards or pamphlets to... To my current guest. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, I'm going to hand out this number of cards. I would say if you want 12 new guests, hand out at least 50. Yeah. You know, and if you have, you know, your guests, give it to them and give maybe one particular guest two cards or three cards. Yeah, those referral cards that we have are going to be huge. Yeah, that is huge. I mean, and do you think you could sit down in an evening while you're watching Handmaid's Tale? <laughs> and yeah. make up those either go on the computer and make up those or like add a foil packet that makes it a little bit more interesting you yeah, know some sort of sample of something mm-hmm. again point of difference something that it, yeah. it does kind of stand out aesthetically to the eye you know do that and you can do that in a night you can make up 50 cards mm-hmm. right yeah so but make it a goal for yourself that within the next 90 days i'm gonna hand out 50 cards to my yeah. Uh, existing guests or people that come into me and then um m- moving on from that like that's one mm-hmm. where it takes a night it just takes d- due, dil- due diligence to actually put that into action mm-hmm. and then you know from there that middle ground of you know paying attention to the social media how can we make that easier on easier on ourselves Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm not feeling overwhelmed to where I need a second set of hands, you know. can Yeah, I feel like the more we do it, because you, like Stacey said, that euphoric, like yeah. posting that, posting that post and waiting for all these people to like it, um, just, I guess, conditioning yourself to like what you're doing because having a personal page is so much different than having a professional page totally agree because having a professional page you're i way overthink the things that yeah i'm like more apt to not post it because i way overthink it whereas if it's something like my kids being goofy then i'm just like yeah screw it then it's there so you're right like just conditioning yourself to make it a normal thing make it a thing you look at consistently just like your personal things Mm -hmm. you know you scroll through facebook you look at all your friends posts just making it a normal thing for your everyday life like pre-planning that that out too because i think so often we all think it has to be done in real time Mm -hmm. and what i'm learning through a lot of these podcasts are a lot of what they do actually is not in real time. They all plan in advance. All of these successful people that, or even more specifically women that are doing this, they're planning it in advance. So mm-hmm. that when it, on a daily basis almost, they've sat down for an hour or two hours and they've made a compilation if that's the word, it sounds weird, but <laughs> <laughs> um, of the things that they are going to put into their social media feeds and 
more specifically, like the differences in their social media feeds, like your, your audience on Instagram might be totally different than your audience on Facebook. Mm -hmm. So if you have something that you could sit down in an evening or two and put together the next even month, like a calendar, a calendar of things and, and and write down like day to day, what you want to accomplish, like what you want to publish or post on that particular day. Yeah, yeah. and that's I mean, spending that one to two hours for a week's worth of content just to be prepared because you're busy throughout the week. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's so often, I mean, it's like one of those things like practice what you preach, right? But like I know for myself, I even need to do that where I can sit down and put that together without, and like stop overthinking it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Simply put, like I just need to stop overthinking it. Just think post of the th- first thing you think, the first <laughs> sentence that comes yeah, to mind. Kind of like this. Like yeah. with no, this. <laughs> and as much as like there's one picture that you're like overthinking, no one else is overthinking that photo the same way that you are. No, exactly. You know? It's content. Like yeah. um, so I think I mean, moral of the story is here with all of everything that we talked about today is like it really does. devoting time to pre-planning your future goals and what's going to get you to that next level of where you want to be is making the roadmap for yourself. Even if there is a roadmap that you like, Mm -hmm. like we said earlier, like we have a set roadmap that helps us, but it's sometimes easy to ignore it. Yeah. You know, I, I know I find myself like going, Okay, well, didn't get there this month. The next month it'll happen, yeah. you know, but like if you have an end goal or a motivating factor at the end of the day that you can and it doesn't or like in reality it, it won't take that much time. It won't seem like a job. It can be yeah. fun, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Like so. and I think like for to take that overwhelming feeling away, set your goals and set your plan and every time you like accomplish one of those steps on your plan that feels like success you know and it doesn't feel that overwhelming feeling is kind of taken away a little bit with every step that you accomplish towards your goal yeah and so you're before the results come in because what I learned from that podcast you recommended to me the rise up podcast Uh, consistency compounds so you don't want to just be overwhelmed and then like and then not follow through be consistent and then even though the results don't come in right away, consistency compounds. So just continue with it and yeah, eventually it you'll see be, those results. Yeah, I mean, know? it might not be immediate gratification. It might not be next week that you're like, yes, I'm rolling yeah. in it, the dough. You <laughs> but know? but it grat- might be a year yeah. from now that you're like, all of that pre-planning that I did, all of doing all of the things versus just one of the things or a half of the thing, mm-hmm. it it compounded into look where I'm at now yeah and, you know and take even the moment that you like can check that off your list that you've done it feel the gratification in that mm-hmm. yeah oh so celebrate your wins yeah which is a yeah. huge thing in even our before the results come like yes. you you did that you can celebrate that yes mm-hmm. exactly that's so exciting because and I think we should it could be like you know for Everything that I accomplish on my goal, like, I'm going to treat myself to a massage. Or, you know, if it helps <laughs> yes. you get to that point, like, hey, if I get these 50 cards filled out, I am going to, Give yourself you know, some sort of reward. Yeah. Something that makes you, yeah, something that uh, gets you make- kind of learned as well, just from I, from the H3 podcast that I love. They, they say, you know, you have this major goal and you're struggling to get to this goal. Just enjoying what you're doing while you're 
getting to this goal of getting more clients or even personal goals, just enjoying what you're doing in that moment instead of struggling and be like, oh, I need to get to this goal. But when you finally get to that goal, you're like, now what do I do? But enjoying what you're doing while you're so getting it's perspective. To yeah. Like you have to, you have to have the perspective of um, the outcome in mind yeah. before you do it. Like, but mm-hmm. enjoy the journey, mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, you do have to enjoy the journey along the way because it's my number one like thought for 2019. Which a lot of people say, like, you know, even in like high school or when like they they're the lowest of low in their income, like they'll say like looking back that was the best time of their life, that mm-hmm. was the funnest time of their life. But they're thinking in that mindset oh, I need to be right here, right now. They're struggling. Aren't we all? Like, that's the problem with today's society is because everything's at the touch of our fingertips that we see, what do they call it, like, um, on Instagram and Facebook when you're envious. It's like, you see everybody's best parts of their lives, but you, you don't see the highlights. The you highlights. see the highlights. So you see yeah. their best makeup. You see their best clothes. But and... you don't see like the the spit up. People that... don't post the worst parts of their lives. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. So I think it's important to remember, like especially with content, like your content needs to be good, but it doesn't have to be perfect to post it. Like, don't wait for a perfect post. Just take this post podcast. Especially yeah, this, this very first one We're as the example newbies. because. This was quite honestly like nerve wracking, I think, for all of us. Absolutely. Like, exciting, but nerve wracking to come into this. Like, okay, like, are we gonna do this? We're gonna do it. And how long did we push? This? We've been talking about this for like, I know I've that. been thinking about this for a long time, and then coming into this, and, and it did. It took a lot of research, people telling me it doesn't have to be perfect. But you want to it be, to be perfect. That's yeah, the problem. Exactly. You know? uh, we're all perfectionists in our own ways, you yeah. know? And there's a balance between letting that go and also, like, don't let go of it completely. Because no, we want to have exactly. a standard. Well, yeah. A standard but, is but huge. Don't, but perfection is not as important as getting a content we're out there. We're mm-hmm. people. I mean, nobody's perfect, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. at the end of the day. But I think that... Um, bringing it all back around to the whole marketing and evolution of marketing and all of that, like have fun with it. Mm -hmm. Like I know that there's that initial fear in marketing, especially like you think you're a solicitor, you think you're solicit, like what do I tell you all the time, Bailey? I'm like, go solicit yourself. (laughs) And you're like, ah, like, ah, that's weird. Like, like I have to actually put myself out there. Like it's one thing if you're praising others or if you're soliciting for other people or other things, Mm -hmm. it's a, it's a whole nother comfort level when you have to do it for yourself. Uh Right. But so if you find a way to put a fun twist on it, it, it becomes a whole different entity you know and if you're enjoying that process it's going to be enjoyable for everybody yeah the people that you hand your card out to the people that come in the people who don't come in it's still going to be fun and the more fun you have with it the more people that will probably come exactly and see and you. when we when you become comfortable with it mm-hmm. like and you become at ease with it people resonate with that and mm-hmm. i know for me like i have strong suits like i've always been an extrovert Mm-hmm. You know, so I am the person and we, Stacy and I have natural. talked about this a lot of times. Like I love doing public events. Like I love <laughs> going out 
and grabbing people out of a crowd and yes. you know, let me do this, let's do this, you know, where you're more. I'm of a looking for the, the rock one... to crawl under. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> like where's my terrifying. safe bubble to yeah. be in? <laughs> yeah. So I mean, my advice to everybody would be, yeah, you're an introvert too. Yeah, aren't yeah. You? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So like, my advice to everybody would be. Uh, you know, grab the people that aren't you. Like, yeah, and I've done a lot of events of... with Jenny, and that has helped me so much in the beginning when we were out there canvassing and like just putting ourselves out there. Being with extroverted people helps you get out of your comfort zone. You can kind of watch and see how they do what they do, and just take some like little cues and tips from them without you know just by watching and observing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and well, and vice versa because I do better in larger settings like when you're you do better in one-on-one settings where like just me sitting next to you at work every day like I hear the conversations that you are so much better about um tuning into a specific client like where I'm better with the masses you're better with yeah I I thrive one-on-one because I think everybody's got something that they want to talk about and and once you find that yeah and that's an easy connection to make that on like I try to like listen to that and know that like okay I need to be doing these things one-on-one not just like shooting the shit about (laughs) you know whatever you know I need to people love to talk yeah. And even me, who I don't love to talk, especially <laughs> to strangers. But if you ask me about something that I'm passionate about, I want to tell you all about it. And so that's, that's how you build connection with your clients. You yeah. find that thing that they're passionate about, and then it becomes so easy to talk. And honestly, they're talking, and it's so much easier to like for me to like do what I need to do and focus while listening. I'm not a great walker and talker. A walker and <laughs> but talker. But I, I love I to listen while I talk, while I do yeah, what I need to do. Look, Bailey's going to be like brought up in the best of both worlds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you get the say. Like it. watching both of you and your two different like extrovert introvert vibes here it's pretty cool to see yeah uh, and challenging yeah. <laughs> yeah i feel bad for you <laughs> no but no that's good we're all here good. Though. Yeah. We're, we're, we're thriving right yeah. yeah but i think i mean again like at the end of the day like if you can f- like do whatever you need to do to get to where you want to be in a way that you're not sacrificing your um, integrity. Mm-hmm. You're not sacrificing your intellect. You're not sacrificing, you know, like the, everything comes at a price, but don't let it be at what your being is. Mm-hmm. Be you true know? to you. Yeah, like, know who exactly. you are and don't try and be someone that you're not because that's not going to get you anywhere. Um, people will see through that and it's not going to build connection either. It's so true. It's and, so, it, and you won't be happy and you won't feel fulfilled. Exactly. It's no. not going to sustain. You're going to be who you are. Yep. And be who you mm-hmm. are is a huge thing. So I think, again, do all the things. Like, do, all, yeah. do it all. There but is do it your way. Yep. Do it your yeah. way. Put your own twist on it. Um, listen to as many podcasts as you can because I think that has helped us in the long run mm-hmm. start doing this. Um, but yeah, in closing, I think, you know, as far as marketing goes, there's still something to be said for the evolution of everything. Yeah. Keep doing what you're doing, but make sure that you're rebranding, you're remarketing yourself, you're staying current, you're doing things, you know, because, and don't miss out on the little people that are like what you may 
think are the little people because mm-hmm. you never know what that you never know who your million dollar client's gonna be. Absolutely. You know? So I enjoyed this. This <laughs> was awesome. Yeah, this and sweet. we're gonna guys, I know you're not here to see this, but we are definitely gonna cheers to this. <laughs> cheers. Thank you so much. Love you ladies. Love you.